is Eva and I'm here with another episode of Currently Binging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button or whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds, rate, comment, all those things are greatly appreciated. So yes, let's get into this. So if you listen to the previous episode, I was like, this is probably my final episode before the election. Um, and so on to make sure I encourage you all to go out and vote, exercise your right. And I was like, well, maybe be one of two fine episodes before election day. But this was the other episode I was referencing. So not sure when this one is going live, but if it is live before election day and you are listening to this before election day, this is also going to date this episode. <laughs> make sure you go out and exercise your right to vote if you have not already, because a lot of you guys have been out here breaking records by um, getting out there and voting early, which I love to see it. So let's get into this. We are discussing love <laughs> Lovecraft Country. Oh my gosh, I cannot talk today. FYI, I am recording like multiple episodes in one sitting, so my brain might be <laughs> all over the place. Forgive me, but we are discussing season one, the only season, the... Um, premiere season, the freshman season <laughs> of Lovecraft Country. If you are an OG listener or a legacy listener, as I like to call you guys, you know that this technically falls in a genre that I do not watch and that I literally don't like no, no, no bars or no, no excuses, or I don't know. I can't think of a word. I just do not watch this just this genre. <laughs> so look at me or what's the word? I cannot come up with words today. I'm usually pretty good with coming up words with words on my toes. But <laughs> when this first dropped or the trailer dropped, I was like, oh, I feel like this is giving me mystery thriller vibes suspense you guys know those all those three words speak very specially to my heart outside of action that is the other genre that I watch a lot and I also discuss a lot on this podcast so that was what it was giving me I missed the whole horror under <laughs> underlying <laughs> in this mind you this is based off of um a book of the same name that I have, I had not heard of before this show. So meaning I did not read it. So I had no clue. And I was just like, okay, whatever. Even fantasy, you guys know, depending, I love me some fantasy. So I was just like looking at it, seeing the trailers, reading descriptions. I was just like, okay, this seems like it's going to be a cool show. First episode in when them little things with all the eyes all over them came out, you guys know, <laughs> I about literally lost my shit and gave up on the show immediately. But my brain, my mind, and my being was like, we want to support, we need to support, Eva, support. <laughs> and it was a struggle, because then the episodes would go, and then it would be like, oh my gosh, I don't think I can do another episode. And then I would see the preview for the next episode and, I, and it would be like oh that doesn't look like it'll be too bad and then you watch it and it'll just be like oh, WTF so all of it 
every episode, literally, I don't think, I think it was maybe one or two, maybe one episode where it was just like, I could watch it and not have to close my eyes or divert my attention from the screen. But it was a struggle. I'm not going to lie. Every week I had to convince myself to keep watching it because I did not know what I was going to see. I can still see those things with all the eyes over them. And it's just, just weird. It's, it literally makes my skin crawl. Even though it's like, I didn't really, really look at it, but all I had to see was that they moved. Therefore, let me know that they were eyes and there were hundreds of them all over the back of the body. And I was just like, done, done. That's all I need to see. So anytime it seemed like them things was coming up, <laughs> I closed my eyes. Also, don't get me to the episode when the Korean War episode with Jiha, I believe that's what her name was, and the arm things that came up out her, <laughs> out of her. <laughs> no. Oh, there are so many moments. Now I'm starting to itch. Oh my gosh. This is why I don't watch. This is why I can't do horror. But we made it through, clearly, because we're doing an episode on it. <laughs> so we're going to talk about it. So Lovecraft Country. All in all, the idea of Lovecraft Country. Why can I, why am I struggling with this name? I don't know. I, I, I honestly do not know. <laughs> the idea of Lovecraft Country is interesting. When you look at and read the description, it's interesting. And... You guys know I love things that are set like that are supposed to be like period pieces or set um, in times before because I've talked about this before. I was to see like how accurate they are with the set design, the set design, <laughs> and all those things around it, like the mannerisms, the acting, everything, costumes, all that stuff. So I was just like, oh, this is awesome. Also, I felt like every episode I was getting some type of a history lesson in a way, or we were shedding more light into things that would give other people who may not have known a history lesson or compel people to want to do research and to learn more about um, things that were going on in during that time that we may not have been aware of. Uh, one of them is like Tulsa Massacre, the Sundown Cities, which I knew of because I am from California, not California. Oh my gosh. I live in California. My, <laughs> my brain is like all the way into tomorrow. And then my being is like right now. So that's what we're just going to blame it on. But I'm from Illinois and we do have those towns in, um, Illinois, like Southern Illinois, which is kind of like a thing. So I always knew about them. I was actually honestly watching this and kind of looking at social media reaction and discussions happening on social media. I was actually surprised by the amount of people um, who didn't know about Sundown Towns, especially uh, black people. But I guess it depends like where you live, how you brought up all those other things. But I don't know. I, I don't know why that was surprised to me. Specifically, the Sundown town thing because I just felt like that was something that everyone would know more so black people than like other people but I don't know maybe that's just me and uh, my bias to think that but whatever everyone it felt like everyone was getting some type of education and learning about something that they didn't know or necessarily know um 
prior to watching the show and kind of also helping to uh, just push people to learn more. Because I know if we've been in, it's been an interesting year, but especially the summer and everyone's just been in this moment of actually wanting to be open or being open to wanting to learn. And also like the whole Tulsa um, massacre, I also thought that was pretty interesting just because of everything that happened over the summer and then with Juneteenth and then Trump wanting to, I know we're talking real world now, Trump um, planning that rally um, in Tulsa on Juneteenth and then he ended up moving it and then we come to Lovecraft Country and we have a whole, essentially everything that happened to, or not really to, but like essentially they were a part of not they, but um, more so. So not like Atticus and Letty, but like, it wouldn't have been Hippolyta, but like, uh, what's his name? Montrose and the uncle whose name I can't think of right now, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Like they grew up there and they were actually a part of that. So they have that whole... Um, Seeing that happen, that was in the finale episode. That was the episode before the finale. But seeing that, I thought was like, if you think about it in the show and then actually what has been happening in the real world, is like so timely, I think. But yeah, so it was definitely an interesting um, show for me. Definitely something different from what I would normally watch. <laughs> and pushed me to try to, or at least open my mind to watching things outside of my comfort zone. Now, I say that and say this, I'm still not watching horror scary movies. So all these Halloween movies, um, what are they called? Massacre movies, all those things, still not watching it. Probs will never watch it. <laughs> <laughs> because that is just not my thing. And I literally will have legitimate nightmares. Something like this. Now, unless they come in the second season and they try to up some of the horror aspects of it, then I might have to tap out. But like, and I feel like I'll even, which this is a completely different show, but even like the Sabrina series on Netflix, you guys know, like the witchcraft stuff is, it's a hard thing for me as well. And like anything de with de demonic undertones is hard for me as well. But like I was pushing myself through watching that. So I don't know. We'll see um, if we get a second season, which how things ended, it's kind of like, but did they want a second season? Because I was getting the vibes of it could go either way. Like we ended where we're good to end right here, but also there are is potential for so many other stories. So I don't know. I don't know where we're going to go. We haven't, I haven't seen or read or heard any news about a second season, but we're jumping ahead. Let's talk about the actual show. So I think across the board, the um, acting super strong. Journey Smollett. Smollett. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know why I struggle with, um, their last name because you know Jesse and all and I feel like I always struggle with their name but it's Journey Smollett or Smollett why do I want to say Smollett I feel like that's wrong but you guys know what I'm saying 
I thought, and you guys also know I am not great with names anyway. So <laughs> thank you for the mercy on that front. But um, I actually have not watched a, I don't think I've watched her in any TV shows ever. Now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, I'm like, have I ever watched her in a TV show? I've seen her in tons of movies. Uh, I think she is a phenomenal actress. And I think that she is one of those um, actors who can, who like picks projects that are going to mean something. Not only in that moment, but like in retrospect, if that makes sense. And I noticed that more so with her, the TV roles that I, I have seen her um, and not, not necessarily like watch the show, but have seen being promoted versus the movies because she was just in the, uh, what was that? The Harley Quinn movie, which <laughs> I mean, it's a comic movie. So I don't know how... Um, poignant that is but I mean I guess because if you think about Black Panther I mean Black Panther and Harley Quinn completely different <laughs> things so not even comparable but um yeah so I had a real I don't think I've watched her I've seen her in any tv stuff but like definitely confidence I had confidence in that she would be able to deliver and would just like kick ass in the role wasn't disappointed it was kind of what I expected. Jonathan Majors, never seen him in anything um, before. I know he was in a couple of movies. Like, I think it's called Last Man in San Francisco. So I'm along those lines, which I've heard great things about the movie. Everyone's like, oh, you need to watch it. You need to watch it. I just had never watched it. And I think that's the only thing that I had to reference um, as far as like something known of something that he had been in. But I hadn't personally seen him in anything. And I was like, where have I been? <laughs> because, like, I'm all here for it. We're not even going to get into, because you guys know, I don't like to be like, oh, like the the physical appearance of things and just how attractive he is. But, like, the acting ability was just, like, all the way up there. I just feel like everyone was, like, we're bringing our A game across the board. And you just really felt that. Um, cause we have some big names in here. We had, uh, Ajane Ellis. We had Michael Kenneth Williams. We had Courtney B. Vance. So, I mean, that's like top tier heavy hitters. And then we had like familiar people who we know, Journey Smollett or Smollett. <laughs> Just trying. I am trying. Um, Jamie Chung, which... Honestly, I think the last thing I saw her in was the X-Men show. Oh my gosh. Well, not X-Men show. What was that show? It was on Fox. The Mutants. I can't remember what that show is called. But you guys know what I'm talking about because I talked about it or discussed it <laughs> on this podcast. The Gifted. The Gifted. <laughs> yeah, and they're mutants. Oh my gosh. So I think that was the last thing that I saw her in before Lovecraft but um yeah so I think everyone just came ready to just put in and put down the work 
I do not want to mess up her name, so forgive me, because I most likely am about to, but Wunmi Mosaku, who played Ruby, I had not seen her anything before this, and I was just like, oh my gosh, this woman is phenomenal. Also see that she has a movie coming out, I think, on Netflix. Um, that also looks interesting, but I was just like, yes, yes, girl, yes. And then, so I mean, like, everyone was just on it. And then we had Abby Lee, who played Christina Braithwright. Hadn't really seen her in anything previously. Oh, we also had, um, oh my gosh, what's his name? From Tony, why do I want to say Tony Goldwyn? Is that right? I'm pretty sure it's Tony Goldwyn. I talked to, you guys know that freaking um, Scandal was one of the first shows that I talked or that I discussed in a podcast format. So I should know. Yes, it is Tony Goldwyn. <laughs> like, but yeah, so Tony Goldwyn as well, who like we had like him, Courtney B. Vance, who had like a one or two episode appearance and then was just gone, killed off. Was like, <laughs> what is going on? It was giving me um, like Game of Thrones. What's another show? Like the 100 where they just was killing off major characters or characters you thought were major. And then it was like, actually, they weren't really that major. <laughs> so that's the vibes it was giving me. But overall, I think it was a very interesting story. If you can, or storyline, if at least for me, if you can get through all of the like, horror aspects of it. And I'm sure it's probably, you. some people wouldn't classify it as horror, but like the mini eyed creatures, the little hairy arm things that shot out of her body, the little, when, um, what was her name? I feel like her name was, I think her name was Diana. Was she, um, which thankfully, when she had the interaction with that cop, I already thought something was, about to happen that was going to be like on the more scary side so I already have my eyes closed so I missed that whole him spitting on her thing but hearing people describe them like thank god my eyes are closed because I don't think I wanted to see that but um when she had the little the little demon girls following her I was just like oh my gosh like that's the kind of stuff that I literally just <laughs> cannot and like their faces and the dancing and the creepiness of it it's just like oh and I watched that episode right before I went to sleep, which I do not recommend doing that. But yeah, I, like I was saying, I think the story was very, a very interesting story and kind of like to see it come full circle in the end where they ended up taking, or not they, but Letty ended up taking power away from all white people and restoring it to um, all black people, I think was just kind of, like that full circle moment because you see them start off where they don't even really know that they have are capable of this magic. And then um, Atticus finds out that his family is essentially a part of this um, magical or like because his family, his not his mother, but his. So I think it'll be his grandmother or his great grandmother. I think it will be his. No, it had to be his great-grandmother or his grandmother. OMG, I can't. 
grandmother. No, it would be the great grandmother. <laughs> like trying to go back. Um, she was raped by um, Braithright, and then that's how they have like magic and the and their family, and he's a descendant of that. So him finding that out, and then uh, knowing that. Christina's whole goal this entire time is essentially like we know from the beginning that um, Atticus is going to die because that is what Jiha like sees. Well, we when we get to our episode, we kind of get like more context into like who's this person he keeps calling or whatever. But we kind of get more context because essentially she when she is having sex with guys. She that's essentially when she kills them, but she couldn't kill him because she actually ended up seeing into the future and seeing his death. So we knew all along he was gonna die. I mean, when you watch shows like this, you're holding out hope like your main character is not gonna die, and you're like, there's some and there's some way, shape, or form they're gonna be able to save him, and he's going to live. But I mean, getting through the entire series, that was not the case. So we knew he was going to die the entire time, but just kind of seeing them trying to find this book and all the things that they had to go through, the people that they lost, we got like that little, that moment of Montrose and kind of revealing that he actually liked men and kind of seeing not only him kind of, uh, what's the word? him being okay with that being who he is when we have the whole scene with him and like when we're first when we first find out and then we have the whole scene with between him and the guy that he was with and him at the I think they were at like a I don't know like a it wasn't a club it looked like a restaurant or like in that time I don't know what they would call it but it looked like somewhere you can go eat and dance <laughs> But we see um, him have that whole moment of realization. So, like, I think that was a great moment. But then we also see contrast that with uh, Atticus finding out and then kind of how that um, that dynamic and how like, Atticus hates him. But then we have that whole moment with them when they end up going back to the um, time where in the Tulsa, Tulsa Massacre took place and then like realized and then kind of like having that moment of connection and realizing that the guy who ended up saving all of them was actually Atticus. So it was like those little full circle moments I think really, really worked well for this show because I feel like every little thing that we kind of opened or um, made, what's the word, made reference to, we kind of, I don't think reference is the right word, but everything we kind of like opened, we closed the loop on it essentially but um so I appreciated those moments uh and just even like the relational moments and kind of how those all panned out so we had like Montrose and Atticus then we had Atticus and Letty and it's kind of like well what because when we first start off it's kind of like what is the story between them because like Atticus is coming back from being gone for so long. Like he went to fight the war and then all of a sudden he's back and we find out what bought him back in the episode with Gia. <laughs> but, um, and so it's kind of like, was there ever really anything there? And it kind of feels like, it kind of feels like that this was the one that got away kind of a, at least to me, kind of a thing. So we have that going on between them and then we kind of get to follow them through and we find out that, Letty is pregnant and then 
Atticus, he ended up going to the future and talked to someone, which I did not make this connection. I saw this in a comment on the discussion of the finale where they were saying that um, the girl who he ended up talking to with the robotic arm was actually Diana, which I mean, I completely forgot that he even said that. So by the time we got to the finale, it didn't even cross my mind, but I was like, oh yeah, I mean, that makes sense that that is who it would be. And she's like, oh, you have a son. And so like kind of seeing that whole thing play out, even everything that happened with um, Hippolyta, cause she was like, y'all are lying about what happened to my husband. Does this make sense? And then kind of seeing her whole journey, which in a way kind of to me at some points felt a little disconnected. Cause it was like, she was there and she was gone. And then she was back. I was just like, okay. And then we got the whole episode where it was kind of like explaining where she was. Not going to lie. I was paying attention in that episode, but I kind of felt myself wandering a little bit <laughs> during that episode as well. Because it was just like, okay, like I'm following, but okay, I guess. But um, so we had that. And I'm happy that they didn't like kill her off because I feel like, the fact that Courtney V. Vance died so early on to me was still like, is this real? Because for a couple episodes there, you're like, oh, this can't be real. He's come back in some shape or form, but he doesn't. And then this is why I was like, Woonmi, uh, the um, woman who plays Ruby. Girl, that whole, like, not even just get into characters to play Ruby. And then, but that whole episode where she like transforms into the white woman and then transforms back into the black woman like that headspace that you have to be in to even be able to live to deliver <laughs> on that is like insane I could only imagine so that whole thing and then just that whole relationship between her and Christina because we find out Christina out here pretending to be a man and uh it was just like I don't know that whole thing was just, it was a very interesting <laughs> storyline because it was just like, they both were pretending to be um, other people who they, whose society, who they felt society would accept more than who they really were. But then they, those are the two people who find themselves in this like weird relationship. And so when we get to the point towards the end where Letty as rocky and sometimes selfish it may seem on letty's end that their sister relationship may be between her and ruby when you get to that point where it's like legs like well can you help us can you help because i felt like the entire time ruby was ready to throw atticus under the bus like he can die as well as my sister like she literally said to catherine catherine christina why did i call her catherine she literally said that to christina Oh, um, she was just like, you know, don't harm my sister. And so that whole moment when they're in the car and they're singing, I was like, oh, song moment. You guys know sometimes I, I like a little song moment in the show <laughs> when it makes sense. Um, and then we get there and we find out like it's not really Ruby, it's actually Christina. And Christina actually ended up killing Ruby because Ruby was, Ruby was actually going to help her sister out. It was just like ugh, devastation. So everything that happened in that final episode especially when um, Tick is finally on the contraption or whatever and Christina is, is uh, draining him of his blood. <laughs> and we saw uh, Letty get 
kicked out the window by Christina and we're like, oh my gosh. It's just like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Did we change time? But then we found out that she was actually saved in, in part by Ruby. And that whole thing was just like, it was just so, I feel like you could literally do an episode for every, like a podcast episode for every episode, which is what they did because they promoted it after each episode. But you could literally do a podcast episode on each episode because there's just so much to unpack that this is one of those shows where, and you guys know, I don't do weekly, uh, like weekly episodes on one show. I, I like to do a big wrap up. But this is a show where it's just so much that happens and there's so many layers to unpack that it justifies needing like that weekly cadence. Because you guys know also, and this is only nine episodes, maybe it was 10. But a lot, of, the main reason I don't do weekly like podcast episodes or like follow a show weekly and do an episode on, on it on a weekly basis is because a lot of times the episodes are filler. <laughs> You guys know how I feel about filler episodes and I just am like not about to dedicate a whole podcast episode to a filler episode. But like this is a case where this just would justify that. So completely could see why. I mean, I'm personally not going to do it. Hence why we are getting, you are getting this whole season wrap up. <laughs> but there's just so much to unpack. So you have that whole moment. And then you have the moment when like Letty, I mean, at the end of the day, who saved the day? It was the women. <laughs> Chew on that which I don't think I really saw a much about that. But like, if you think about it at the end of the day, the women are the one who said the day, the a woman is the one who took away the power from the um, white people and restored it to black people. Like a woman, well, or a girl, cause I mean, she's still pretty young. as the one who <laughs> took Christina out with, with the crush of her robotic hand. So I mean, at the end of the day, the woman came in to save the day. But, um, and the guys just kind of played in retrospect, if you think about it, the guys were playing the side characters and the women were the main, the main characters of the story. <laughs> Chew on that. You can argue with me about that if you want to, but that's just my perspective and kind of what I'm going to run over with. But yeah, I mean, I feel like there's so much more to dissect. I want to know what happened with, um, Diane in the car because she's being surrounded by, the, the multi-eyed creatures and then everything that was going on with Tick and them trying to fight Christina and re reverse the spell that she did. And all of a sudden, after everything kind of calmed down, then we see Diana come out. And also I was like, yeah, Tick died. But like, you left this little girl in a car. Are we, I mean, I guess they could have been walking back to the car, but no one's going to check on her. <laughs> Like we just forgot that she was in the car while all this was happening. I don't know. I feel like there are some questions there. But yeah, it was a very interesting first season. I am honestly genuinely surprised that I got through it because you guys do not know the struggle it was every after almost every episode to be like, I don't think I could do another episode just based on how my whole being is set up and some of the aspects of the show. But I'm glad that I pushed through. I'm glad that I watched it. I know there is a ton more that we can go through and talk about. Because there are so many themes in here. We can, so many themes. Like literally every single character, there's so much. Because there's even some like with Hippolyta and like the wife who becomes kind of absorbed in her 
partner and her children. And then she had her own moment when she kind of found herself and she was like, I can become whoever I name. Like, we can talk about that. We can talk more about Ruby and uh, her. Even that whole episode when she, like, I don't think he died, but stuck her heel in that guy, the white guy at the department store. That's a whole nother discussion because that whole thing was just like, what the actual heck? Gia coming in um, with the save with her furry arms to help uh, take down Christina, which she could have been a woman scorned because we know like she's essentially didn't have a soul. <laughs> but somehow she was just so much in love with Atticus and then even after he rejected her multiple times, she still came in and helped save. Well, not because, I mean, he ended up dying, but she still came in and helped save his loved ones, essentially. And was going there in initially in, in the um, mind that she was going to save him. So, I mean, we can talk on that because there's so much that we can unpack there. Diana, also the episode when she ends up with the little two little demon dancing girls following her, the fact that... I mean, granted, the time that we were in, like, kids got to... But also, I didn't even talk about um, that. We'll, we're going to table that, and we're going to come back to it. But the whole Emmett Till thing, I didn't talk about, because we they alluded to that earlier in the season, that the guy who was playing um, Bobo was actually Emmett Till, and they were alluding to his death when they were playing the, like, Ouija board game. And then we saw his... So, like, I was like, it's so much history packed into the show. It's just, like, so much going on. Um, but we... So that his... The viewing of his body is what's all going on during that day when she ends up on her own. So even in that aspect, I'd be like, she shouldn't be on her own. And even when she's going and trying to like talk to people, everyone's kind of pushing her to the side. I was just like, what is going on? She needs an adult <laughs> to kind of like step in and be an adult. But like, there's just so much that we can unpack here, guys. So much, so much, so much to talk about. But <laughs> I think I'm going to leave it there. I think, like I said, I enjoyed the show despite some of the horror aspects that just do not work with how I'm set up. But I appreciate the show for just the time and care that you could tell everyone had for the show and the love that everyone had for the show just through the acting, the directing, like everything about it all the history that was pulled into this. Again, didn't read the book, so don't know like what all is actually in the book and what actually happens, but I don't know. I enjoyed this. For If, if just for that aspect alone, then, I mean, I, that was good enough for me. But I enjoyed it. I want to know what you guys thought about this show, um, Lovecraft Country. What if anything that you want to see in a potential second season, let me know. You can let me know on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. But I will talk to you guys in the next episode.